this is Real Talk. Hi there, I'm Dr. Joy Lynn Maniachi, creatrix and founder of The Happiness Clinic. I'm the world's premier nerd on communication and relationship dynamics, here to help make your relationships easier, show you how to get more of you in your life so that you can be happy as fuck. Hi there, I'm Dr. Joy Lynn Maniachi, and this is The Happiness Clinic Podcast, Real Talk. True to its name, this episode is a recording of an impromptu conversation with a friend about the current events and racial tension in the U.S. The conversation ended up being quite long as we were verbally processing and sorting out our own thoughts and feelings, so I split it up into three episodes to make it easier for you to join our conversation. Our goal, the aim of the Happiness Clinic, is to create a safe space to speak, listen, process, heal, lift up, and be lifted up. So I welcome you to my table to join us in our conversation. To have a game where nobody lost, yes, we can have that. Mm -hmm. What does that even look like? I cannot conceive it. Okay, let me draw it for you. Or let me say, here's, here's what the new parameters would look like. Well, how do we know if we're succeeding if we didn't win? Well, hmm, I get what you're asking here. And to actually start coming up with answers to those questions instead of just trying to tell them like this is what i have found on on some i don't want to but it's like uh i hate webinars where people talk about what they want to talk about right. and they don't actually say right. anything right. there's a possibility it's amazing yeah. you could do it and then i'll be like what is I'm it <laughs> it's a great possibility but what is it? Yeah. It's an amazing possibility. There's no way you could, but what is it? Right. I, I don't know if they really don't know or if it's a secret that I have to pay them in order to know and that's where I'm not buying in. Or if it's stop asking questions and just join this possibility <laughs> instead of just being like, right. all I need is a little bit more something to go on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so if if we can conceptualize this new possibility, let us then who gives a shit if we're being called tone deaf? That's the thing. Right. Tone deaf isn't real if you don't agree to it. Right. And as long as you're tone deaf and that, and you're not being pulled back into that system, you can say, I know what's happening here. I can see that. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not saying it's not happening. I'm right. just not going to engage with it because what I'm actually trying to do is put my energy into creating something that is different so that I have something that I can invite you to which, which you can come at any time. You can come now, but if you don't because you can't see it, I'm just giving more energy to mm -hmm. it to give it more body right. so that you can finally see yep. that there is something here. Mm -hmm. And those are the people who are tone deaf, crazy, unrealistic, right. dreamers, whatever you want to call it, but they're the people who said, uh, that's, that's fine. That name's fine. I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, like right. Einstein, Yeah. you know, right. Right. Bernie Sanders who combed their hair with a balloon. Yeah. I don't have time for fashion right now. I'm working on this thing. Right. Call me ugly. Call me fat. Call me. I don't care. I'm working on this thing. Right. But then right. all of a sudden they have this thing. And you're like, fuck, that's cool. Yeah. Neat. And right. guess what? a lifetime later, people still aren't conceptualizing what it is they were going after. Cause we're all just on different parts of the journey and nobody's wrong, but just stop making 
where they are in their journey have anything to do with where you are in yours. It's, it's, uh, there's lots of arbitrary, there's lots of ambiguity, there's lots of stuff that I can't yeah, complain because I'm still kind of working on where the hell I am and what that means and what I can do. But more and more, the farther I get into understanding quantum physics, energetics, that understanding that our word choice does play a part in this. And so to be a little bit more careful about our words, not about semantics of using he, she, or they, you know, cause that's how the conversation started. But to me, it's like, whether it's pro, anti, un, non, whatever comes behind that hyphen is actually the point of reference. Mm -hmm. So it's actually to create a reality where that isn't the point of reference which for right now, that's what we're having a hard time conceptualizing. Right. If, because whether it's man or woman, black or white, old, young, rich, poor, like whatever it is, the bottom line, and this is where it's like, any of those, you'll still create more of those because that's how energetics works. But mm -hmm. the, that still has a deeper of, there's a division. What is a society like that actually enjoys communion, connection, values empathetic listening, values emotional education, values individual experience for the betterment of the collective? Like what's a culture like that? We don't know. We mm -hmm. haven't had it yet. We haven't had it yet. I don't, I don't think on our known history we haven't had it because slavery is in every written mm -hmm recorded history that we know there've been there's been slavery there's been inequality so what is this where people are a collective and say the the lowest of us matters not that the low of us is is our front runner and our mascot and the face of what we want everybody to view us by but that they are part of us so we have to care for them and bring them up with us to have that really? level of caring I don't know what that looks like and I don't even know how to do it, but I for sure as shit don't know how to do it systemically, but I know how I could at least contribute by doing it for me and then by doing it for my clients, by having these conversations. Do you, okay, do you think that boredom plays a big role in this? Yes, because I think we value drama that. a lot. Right. Because right. what drama does is the energetic addiction the addiction that all of us actually have underlying, whether it be physical, physiological, chemical, emotional, it's cortisol. We're addicted to our own mm -hmm. cortisol. Mm -hmm. That is the rush. That is what we have equated with being alive. Right. So people who are really busy creating something, it's, it's that it, you can tell that they're over there like, yeah, 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 I got it. Uh -huh. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm this, I'm that. Uh -huh. It's just fine. That's fine. I don't, yeah. I don't even have time to engage with you because I'm uh -huh. really fucking busy building this thing. Yeah. It's amazing, right? Uh -huh. So that's where I'm I'm just, I don't know if everybody would just <laughs> put the shit down and go find something. Exactly. To do. Exactly. <laughs> like, and like oh, what I was talking about. And what's interesting there. is that conversation of what mm -hmm. brings you joy, what would you mm -hmm. like to create, what would you like to have, that is the conversation that with clients brings a, the resistance and the tears. Mm -hmm. because in that they'd have to say, oh, I don't have it because I wasn't choosing it. Mm -hmm. Because if I say, because here's the thing, and then what we have learned to value is something outside of ourselves, mm -hmm. because that is how you keep people manipulable. If you make 
what, if you make somebody's self-worth something outside of themselves, mm -hmm. that means you can withdraw it. Right. And then you have no self-worth or no happiness or whatever it is that you like. Worth as long as it's something that's outside of yourself, right. you're sunk. That's where we have to learn that happiness is an inside job. Peace is an inside job. Success is an inside thing. It's what we determine it to be. As well, long that's as it's... the bullseye keeps changing because... Yeah, because... Right. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's by design. Right, right. That's mm -hmm. by design. Yeah. But here, but the other thing is we've also agreed to it. Mm -hmm. We've agreed to say, oh, your value of success, that's what success is. So that's what I got to go for. And I say, no, it's this. No, it's this. Or, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Once we say, it. like, oh, yeah. you know what? No, I, yeah. Like, because mine, I had at one point, I, I got into a coaching program and I really wanted it for my business to reach a, a certain level of monetary success. And when I was actually on the coaching call, or with the call to see if I was going to join the program or not join mm -hmm. the program. I was curious about what other people were getting out of the program to see if it would work for me. And she's like, some people just want to be happy. And when I heard that word, my whole body shifted. I could tell in that moment, like, and this is where you have to start learning to pay attention where meditation is helpful to pay attention to body cues. My shoulders dropped. I had a deep breath. My eyebrows unfurrowed just from hearing the word happy. And all of a sudden I said, oh my God, that is what I want. The money thing, of course I still want it. I got to right. pay my bills. Right. I want a certain level of lifestyle, but happiness is actually the thing that is. And all of a sudden, and I joined the program because I'm like, I want to learn how to be happy. And for the first two months, I still made all of my targets and goals financial. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Because that's still all I knew. I was, I was learning how to come out of that habit. Mm -hmm. But the more and more I was like getting curious about what is happiness actually? What have I been doing that's been keeping me from that? Where do I do it where I do have it? And, and asking all of these bigger questions. I'm an empath and I feel a lot for people. As an empath, and all my clients so far have been empaths. I'm like an empath whisperer. We came into a family that was built around somebody else mm -hmm. so that our happiness was on hold until everybody else was happy. That was kind of like what we were kind of born into mm -hmm. again in agreement to where I'm like, if you guys need permission, I am now granting you permission to be happy in this lifetime, regardless of what anybody else is doing. And sometimes people cry when they hear that. Because that is the first time that somebody's actually spoken to the pain that they have of, I can't be happy until everybody else is happy. I can't be happy if my husband's upset. Because to me, I couldn't be happy because dad was unhappy. I couldn't be happy because mom was unhappy. But here's the thing. They're addicted to unhappiness. That was something that they were going to hold on to so that if their happiness right. was what determined mine, I'm, I'm going to be unhappy for the rest of my life. But then it's not to say they're bad, they're wrong. It's just we're choosing what we choose, but I'm going to choose happiness. So now I have to get curious about, so why wasn't I happy? Well, I was making my happiness based on something outside of myself. Okay. Now I have to learn how to make happiness based on what is. Guess who sucks at it? The person who has zero experience with it. But if I want a happy life, I have to learn that skill. So then I have to be curious People who are happy, who are they? What do they do? You know, like the, the habits of highly successful people. Busy. Like, like <laughs> what are they? And to find out that some people who look happy aren't happy. 
So happiness is not just about an outward expression. Right. And then right. happy people, they're not all rich. They're not all poor. So money isn't the root of all evil. Right. Money isn't what brings happiness because rich and poor have it. There are rich assholes. There are poor assholes, you know? So what makes somebody happy? And it was the people who were just lit up from the inside. Mm -hmm. And then like a stained glass window, they're lit up from the inside. The beauty shows and they're easy to be around mm -hmm. and they're happy for you when you succeed. They're not trying to change you. Like if you're having a bad day, they can still have a good day next to you. Mm -hmm. Like they had cultivated that ability. And that's where I started getting like, I like that. I like that. And then like, so different calibers of people, I started finding myself having different conversations and then changing. Like, like I look at it as a dinner party. At one point I showed everybody the door. You're all out. This isn't working. Mm -hmm. And, or I said, here's the door, here's the standards. If you're willing to agree to them, you can stay. And some of the most unlikely people were the ones that stayed. Like at the times when I thought for sure my husband was going to walk because he was going to say, no way. He'd say, I see what I did. I see what I did there. But I, that makes way more, that makes so much more sense to sit there and have those boundaries rather than forcing them to stay and be under your your conditions right yeah which is which is what because it's like, it like here's the standards are... and some of it's just notice the standards have been raised you may or may not meet them mm -hmm. if if you refuse to meet them and try to bring me down to my old ones you're kicked out and i i will i will eject you from the building okay i will get my security you know like that's what happens when you're unruly at a sports venue mm -hmm. you will be escorted out because you are ruining the experience for everyone else. You're making it unsafe. That's what happens when somebody is actively trying to bring you down. Right. Now, those people aren't bad people right. necessarily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're just saying, I don't want to change. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, and you changing makes me change. You're making me change. I've had that argument. No, you don't have to change, but you don't get to not change in my sphere because mm -hmm. my standards mm -hmm. have just been raised. Once you meet them, you're welcome back at any time. That's what the big difference is. It's just a time out. As long as you're not meeting them, you can't. I'm not going to have people in my space who call me names, who tell me I can't, who tell me what I can and can't do, who are only willing to connect on this level of division and mm -hmm. scarcity and all that. And once I say conversations change, so I've had that conversation with my family. The content of this conversation is going to change or I'm going to get off the phone. At this point, it's about a 50-50 split of when I've either hung up or said, I said it was ending, so I'm actually having an ending. And that's the thing that's hard. Mm -hmm. I right. want to keep I want to keep the dialogue open. I don't want to be a right. jerk, but it's right. like, but I, I I put it out there, I have to enforce it. Right. And then also but then at some point you're, but you're then also yeah. being open to the energy of where sometimes I can tell the person is actually making an effort. Mm -hmm. but they're tripping over themselves. So it still sounds the same, but I can kind of tell that there's an effort to encourage that effort. Like sometimes we have to be open energetically to see what's happening. Like they're trying, they're just not good at it. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. some would be like, Hey, I can see you're trying. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, still isn't enough. I, I can't do this today. Right. Like to be honest for where you are, where they are. Right. And then to sometimes say, uh, no, you're actually doing the same thing with a different piece of material conversation over. Like, but we get to say, my phone, my time, I'm giving it to you. I'm not giving it to you. Right. You, t like, I've had my husband, be, you're just taking my time. 
well, why did you stay? <laughs> if you didn't like this conversation, why didn't you say, could we talk about something else? Mm -hmm. And that to me is where I think every fucking person on the planet could benefit from taking an improv comedy class because you yes and it and turn it into something else. The scene dies, the fun evaporates, the audience participation and, and ability to enjoy it goes down when you say no. Nope, that's not what it is. Nope, that sucks. Oh, game over. But if you say yes and like, like that even, and, it, and, and here's what I like about improv, it can go anyway. But if I was to say, Amanda, you are such an asshole. That you yes. say, yes, and here's what real assholes do. <laughs> and then, but then the scene can continue. Oh, well, you know, or it could be like, yeah. yes, and I don't like how that feels anymore. It stinks up here. Like, you know, like, because it can just go in any way, but it's fun. It changes the conversation without having it to be a conflict. You have to see what I'm talking, you know? Right. And to get right. to that point, That's a certain conflict. level of healing has to be right. able to where the pain say. is going to have to be heard. Right. And right now we might just oh, be in that totally right. awkward situation of, I don't go, know where to go from here. Not, I, can't, I can't get on board. Like, does the pain have to be heard for it to be valid? Does it? Not that it has to be valid. That's the thing. Or, or even, okay, but even be heard. Why, why is that the, 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 the healing that needs, like, can you have that? I, I guess that, that that even goes back to the question I, think, I asked you earlier. I think yes, because what we're actually dealing with is trauma. And if you see somebody in trauma, there is not a person who wants to say, shut up, it wasn't that bad. If you treat you trauma as trauma. Right, like you don't have to accept that response just in the exact same way you don't have to accept a, 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 a I hear you kind of a thing. Like they, they both have the same value. So that there is, there is a way that I think that in trauma, there is a way that you can be your own witness. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. But then sometimes it is to the point of which is faster. I can be your witness and that's what you're asking for and I can be the healing for you? Or do I have to get you to a level of healing to where you can believe you're the witness and then you can do it for yourself? Which one's faster? And knowing sometimes which one's called for, which one's required and which one's faster because quite honestly, sometimes it's like, if I just shut up and I give you the empathic listening, if I'm the empathetic audience that you need, we could stop this pain cycle right now. For sure. But and healing. if that audience isn't there, then, then what are you going to do to, to get to that place? Because expecting everybody else to meet you at that place is just, that almost just seems like more work in a, in a way, right? Because maybe, maybe that person's not ever going to show up like you need them to. Totally. So, so then what? That like, is, that is where we have to say, if you say healing is my value, that's what I, I need healing. Cause I can tell there's pain that's screaming in me and I need healing. And you say, where's the healing come from? It has to come from a white woman. It has to come from a man that's 40 years old, 250 pounds, six right. foot four. It has to come from my abuser. Mm -hmm. It has to come from my mother. Right, right. Which, yeah. You just let it be delivered in who it is. And sometimes I swear to God, it's a tree or a cat or a dog. Mm -hmm. 
let them let the universe provide for you and then also there is a thing like i had a shaman i went through a shamanic mentorship and she said three times is healing fourth times indulgence sometimes you have to tell the story more than once and sometimes it's just like as far as the reality being real we've got to acknowledge that to be the empathic audience is as enlivening and healing for ourselves because to be that means we have just expanded we have become a different version of ourselves we have actually filled up our own because we are we are one like our consciousness is connected what we really 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 want is to be here for each other because we know we're all part of the same fabric so that if we can say I will listen to you and we just say that our level of consciousness just went up we also get the benefit of that okay but then I'll say I'll listen to you once that's fair <laughs> right? that's fair right you know and then like like you said that's I think that that's fine because you're because there I there are some people that just love that story that that pain story that they're in they, they love it and so I think much. that that's like, where having a good coach or counselor who can also say because I've done this to my sister my sister has done this for me mm-hmm. I've heard this story before is mm-hmm. there something different that I haven't gotten this is the right. same thing you said two years ago right. right and then then it's and and but here's the thing that comes from a place of no judgment Mm-hmm. I'm so fucking sick of your bullshit stories. The same thing I fucking heard two years ago. That's not empathetic no. listening. But if you're just like, sometimes they like, need to hear that though. Like, right. Sometimes. But but here's the thing that I love about energy: the behaviors can be identical, but the energy with which it's delivered makes all the difference. Yeah. I have been. I have future Friday meetings where I meet with my future self, the one that has the money, who is the calm presence, who just knows what the fuck to do in a situation when I feel like I'm falling apart. She exists. She's actually present now. All I have to do is tap into her and say, I'm going to be you. Here's the thing that she knows. To judge me judges herself. To judge me stops me there and makes her less likely to come out. So that in the meeting where she called me a cunt, There was no judgment there. It was just like, hello, that's the word that's going to get your attention to see you shoving food down your face is actually making me less available, making it's postponing me arriving on the scene. And you and I both know that's who I want to be. You and I both know we're actually the same person. We actually exist right now because time doesn't actually exist. It's those crazy quantum things that actually are true. When I've been called it from someone else, it did not get received that way because their intent was to stop me. Their intent was to make me feel small. Their intent was not just to get my attention and say, hey, there's a meanness here that isn't working. Their intent was to put me down. So the exact same word is used, but the energy behind it was so different. So the response was so different. So that you can say, motherfucker, I have heard this story for four fucking years and I'm tired of it. And they will be like, I'm sick of it too. Why? 
why did you even listen to it for four years? Yeah, You're so stupid. No, you know what I mean? Way too much faith in people because I just think they'll they'll find someone else who will listen. They may. They may. But guess what? I don't have to hear it anymore. Yeah, exactly. So I've won either way. Right. Exactly. But it came from me getting so clear on my energy and not judging them for telling the story for four years, right. for wanting to continue it after that point. Right. But it was just me being a voice of here because here's what might happen. They might tell it to somebody else but because you said it the wind's been taken out and all of a sudden they're aware of this is a dumb story but if all you look at is the behavior and say they just right. went off and told their story again you don't know what the experience of them telling the story is exactly what they needed to actually feel this is dumb the energy of me even telling the story isn't there i'm not getting what i used to get from my story yeah, but that's right. And that's the, yeah. But that can, but, that but the person who can deliver person. that is the person who knows who they are. Does that make sense? It's when we've yeah. seen, I'm not judging you because here's where I come from. Like I tell this story all the time. It's in my book. I dated the same guy five times over two and a half years. So that when people are stuck, in the relationship and they've dated the same guy or the abuse like people who are in abusive relationships you're just like how can you not want to leave i can actually be like i have done that i i'm not laughing at you i'm laughing because i know what's possible and i know how long it took me Mm -hmm. And I know I had some people who probably rolled their eyes and was like, good God, Julian. I had, and I actually had a best friend who said, I can't talk about him with you. And I was like, but you're my best friend. I'm going to tell you everything. And she's like, I can't listen about him. Mm -hmm. He has actually been so mean to me and he's mean to you. And I'm not going to cut you off, but I'm not. And she drew a boundary that I didn't know people could do mm -hmm. to where she says, I'm loving you anyway. I had never seen anybody behave that way. That was a door opener for me to be like, you can love me and disagree with what mm -hmm. I'm doing at the same time. I just saw that. She just modeled that for me. That was right. mind blowing for me. So where that's where I know I'm like, I can love you and not be in the same and say, I can't sit at the same table with you. And that's not because I'm actually shunning you. I'm just like, can't, I can't take this level of conversation for myself. Or that's, I can love you better right. from if there's space, maybe physical geographical space. I've had to do that with my family. Or there is some where you can tell me the story and I can love you because I know I've been there. I know I've done this same experiment. So the best I can do is listen to it and then be like, is there anything I could say that would change this? Yes, no. So sometimes I shut up and sometimes I say something. And that's, if that's exactly, again, like that's what's being translated as being tone deaf. Yeah. Is, mm -hmm. Are the people that are just... I have been, I've got to participate the more level. I have been called uncaring yeah. several times when really all I was refusing, I just wasn't participating in the drama. Right. I was actually just letting them play it out. Mm -hmm. I've had mm -hmm. a roommate in medical school. She had been raped and I knew that her story, there had been alcohol and maybe she was drugged or I don't know if she just was gotten really drunk. I wasn't sure. But there was a time she went to a graduation party when we were graduating medical school and she had a shit ton of champagne. And her body, because they're a state dependent memory, 
she was reliving that trauma. And one of my roommates is like, we have to stop this. And I said, no, we have to let this happen. And it was fucking hard to hear her as far as you knew she was reliving it. But it was also that in this moment, you and me, like, because like, like I told my roommate, I'm like, we're here and we're going to be the voice that she's supported, that she's safe. This is exactly what she needed that she didn't have. Mm -hmm. And we can actually help her rewrite how the story ended. And if she does start throwing other signs of alcohol poisoning, then we are calling them one or taking her to the, cause we're not just like, this is, we're medical professionals, but this is the level of discomfort that nobody wants to sit mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. because this level of pain is hard to witness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because to hear, to hear somebody's no, 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 no. But then it's like giving her this where the voices then that she heard weren't shut up, you worthless cunt or whatever it was that she was hearing to be like, you're safe. You're no matters. You're safe right now. Let mm -hmm. it out of your body. It's leaving your body. You're safe to be there for her. And then just to actually know, we gave her that space. We handled our shit and mm -hmm. the discomfort that it came up for us to know that I've had an experience similar, mm -hmm. but it wasn't about me. To watch somebody mm -hmm. in pain is hard, mm -hmm. but to give somebody that space so that they can heal, that was a gift. But here's what it also makes it a gift. Because she was intoxicated at the time, I didn't know if she remembered it or not, so I can't require a thank you. Mm -hmm. I also have to have just some level of knowing on my own that I was giving a gift. And mm -hmm. maybe I did it wrong. Maybe she didn't want to go through it at the time. You know, but to just be like, right. I gave a gift and I have to just know that I did the best I could where I was with what I had. Mm -hmm. And that I think that our friendship allowed her to know that if I made a mistake, I was really trying to do it for her benefit. And that's, I think, a benefit of the doubt we're not giving many people. Mm -hmm. We think that everybody's kind of out to get us or something. Right. And that's right. where it's like, no, we're all just fuck ups and we don't know exactly how to be there. And then having, mm -hmm. because I've had similar experiences, and this is where I sort of had an idea of what was going on. And before then and after then, and even in my own, I had a uh, healing. There was sexual abuse in my past. I believe I was about six. It was an uncle who is now a registered sex offender. Mm -hmm. it, and and I, it never registered to me as abuse because to me it wasn't bad enough. Mm -hmm. It didn't, right. I had seen and heard what other people had experienced and it wasn't that. But it was a large man against a small child and it was a power dynamic of if you tell anybody, I'm going to do this to your sister. If you tell them this, your mom's not going to believe you because I'm in the church choir and that was true. Um, that, and that finally what came out and, and it does, you like, and I could in the healing session and it was just with me with a, it was just like a regular, not counseling. She was more of a coach, but I could hear the tone of my voice change and it sounded more childish and my vocabulary went childish. Like I did not have the vocabulary I had. And all I want to say is no, no, no. You know what you're doing isn't right. You know what you're doing isn't right. You know, you're hurting. You know, this isn't right. You know, you're not supposed to be doing this. And all I need to do is actually say that. 
and have and, and have that be heard and to because here's the thing our brains can't tell real versus imagined right. and what trauma actually has to do is go back to the place where you were as trauma that's why we act childish because we're actually children because mm -hmm. that's where we get stuck in so that when there's any similar trauma we go into that trauma response we actually are behaving that's why i throw things when i'm mad because i'm five because <laughs> mm -hmm. whatever it was it's like that level of powerlessness is what i was feeling when i was five and i and nobody's listening to me mm -hmm. that's what's happening we're having just trauma generationally you right. know but somebody actually held a space for me to scream to beat a pillow to say it's not right you know it and here's the other thing. Somebody actually empowered me to say, you know what, tap into what you know. He did know what it wasn't right. Mm -hmm. He did know. And you knew that he knew. And so part of the shame that you're feeling is actually his. Fuck. We're not supposed to have that level of awareness. That doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And he still did it again. So that means he didn't really know it. Yes, yes, he did. That doesn't mean he didn't change his behavior. Yeah. He's a registered sex offender and he still doesn't think he did anything wrong. Right. It's not up to me, right. but I know, and I know that I know. That is where the power is. I know, and I know that I know. Thank you to my beautiful friend, Amanda Puckett, for talking with me. And thank you for tuning in to the Happiness Clinic podcast. We invite you to join us as we continue this conversation in the next episode. <laughs>